Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. And as usual, I am here with talent on loan from Rush. Um, the reason for a special uh, episode today is because of the obviously the big news that has come out of the Supreme Court, a leaked uh, decision about um, that, that could overturn Roe v. Wade. And obviously, yeah, the Internet and the world is a buzz about this. And uh, I decided I wanted to get uh, some some great opinions. And there are really no two greater fighters uh, in this fight for life uh, than Father Frank Pavone, who joins me now. And Dr. Alveda King will be on on here shortly. So, Father Pavone, thank you so much for being on tonight. Oh, you're welcome, Jerry. Thanks for having me back. And uh, great to be with you and your audience. Oh, yes. No, it's my pleasure. It's our pleasure. And uh, Dr. Dr. King is on. I don't see her uh, image yet, but we'll wait. So, um, so Father Pavone, you had the opportunity to read the actual um, Justice Alito uh, opinion. Tell us what you got from it and what we should know about it. Well, first of all, it is everything that the pro-life uh, side of this case was asking the court for. That is, not only to uphold Mississippi's law, which protects babies starting at 15 weeks, which is far earlier than the courts have been permitting over these last five decades, but also uh, Mississippi asked that the court, and, and many of us asked also in our briefs, friend of the court briefs, that the court would reverse Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And this draft opinion, right here, does exactly that. In fact, it doesn't leave a trace of Roe and Casey on the judicial landscape. Now, what does this actually mean? People need to understand, this doesn't make abortion illegal. It makes it puts abortion back into our hands as the citizens who elect our lawmakers, who in turn make the laws. Remember, the court took that out of our hands at the time of Roe v. Wade, gave abortion a higher constitutional status than any other uh, uh, surgery or activity. So what, the, th what this decision does is it says, hey, let's pull it back down. There doesn't need to be a special constitutional status for abortion. Uh, the legislators can do what they see fit for their people. And uh, that is what this decision does. It also very, very strongly criticizes Roe and Casey uh, for just getting it wrong, uh, uh, making decisions and inventing rights that are not in the Constitution, not in the history and traditions of our country, and in fact, that have done all kinds of damage to people and to our system of laws. Uh, so that, in a nutshell, is uh, is this uh, this draft decision. Yes, and, and it was confirmed that that the draft is is accurate. Yes. and they're looking into now. They're looking into who leaked it because obviously that's a that's a problem and that's a concern. It that is the fact that it was leaked. Um, so there are obviously lots of questions. And what are your thoughts? Have you had any thoughts about what? what and why why was it leaked it was there a strategic reason do you think or was it just uh, yeah it would seem it would seem to me and to many of us that uh the um it's an act of desperation you know on the inside of the court you know first of all there's 45 people uh who would have access to this the nine justices and four clerks for each one one of them felt that, hey, this isn't going our way. We're not able to persuade, you know, uh, uh, one of the justices to change their mind. It's going to be at least a 5-4 decision uh, against us. 
So in an act of desperation, uh, leaking this would create the chaos, the confusion, perhaps the public pressure, perhaps uh, efforts to intimidate the justices to change their minds. And that's the common opinion about what is uh, going on here. It's unprecedented. An opinion like this has never been leaked. Uh, by the court has a very, very, very high uh, record here of security and confidentiality as it should be. But you know, then again, Jerry, you know, is it any surprise that of all the issues the court deals with, it's the abortion issue that generates the kind of um, uh, 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 the kind of passion that would lead somebody to break this protocol. We've said over the decades there is an abortion distortion that you can see whenever the law deals with it, all the rules change when it comes to abortion, and the latest victim is the court's confidentiality. Yeah, absolutely. You know, thank you for that. That's a really great point. And and I think uh, the only reason it would have been leaked, because it was going to come out, the official decision was supposed to come out in June or July. I mean, it could have come out in May even, potentially. Yeah. But uh, so there there was really only one reason. Um, so uh, Dr. King, are you there? I am here. I can't get on camera with you, but can you hear my voice? Yes, yes. This is uh, so. This is Jerry, and Father Frank Pavone is, uh, Hi, is also on. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Father Frank. I wanted to vet something or fact check because it seems as though the Democrats are trying now in lieu of this leak and everything, and it didn't go the way whoever meant for it to go. It didn't go the way that they wanted it to. So are the Democrats now trying to get some new legislation in, override the filibuster and make abortion legal in every state? Well, from full time. They, 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 they are going to, they're saying they want to do that. That's always what they've wanted to do, but they don't have the votes. There are, uh, uh, there are some, fortunately, some more moderate Democrats like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Semet Cinema from Arizona in the Senate who uh, who don't want to go that far. And they're not going to go with. They're them. not going to go and with. So them. it's really going to hurt them if they try to. Oh, would hurt so them in their home districts. districts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Well, I think there's going to be a lot of things going on. And and Dr. King, this is that was what I was going to ask you is that what we know from the left is they are very very violent. They don't take these things in in stride and regroup and and try to you know say hey how do we how do we convince the the people of our beliefs or our opinions they get very very violent and uh, there's probably you know no one better to talk about the reaction of the left to d Supreme Court decisions or or laws that um, affirm life and the value of life as we saw in, you know, the left was willing and interested in going to war to keep slavery. They became extremely violent and uh, in the civil rights era. era. Um, what do you think the left, Dr. King, is going to do? Well, what we're doing, as you asked, we think they're going to try to erupt and destroy and tear everything down. But what we're doing, and when I say we in the spiritual community, because, you know, I'm also a Christian evangelist, we are praying. And we are uh, trying to contain that kind of violence that has tried to erupt over the last several years here in America, actually. And so we are at, at we are at war of what I call war of occupation in the kingdom of God, praying and speaking words of peace and reconciliation and healing. And so those of us that have those kind of platforms, we are using those platforms to put that out into the atmosphere. I spoke to a room of about 500 people this evening at a pregnancy care center event in Florida. 
And as I began to speak, and I said that we have the power, our vote matters. So we need to be voting for people who are going to affirm life from the womb to the tomb. I said, and we need to flood the airwaves and the atmospheres as much as we can uh, with the, the kind of peaceful conflict, rec reconciliation and resolution. So what we say and what we do, and I always say it's important to say what the left is doing. That does need to be exposed. But this is really a good point because when we always talk about how bad everything is and how good it was uh, under the last, the previous administration, but under the previous administration, we have, have a lot of judges and justices that are appointed across this nation that are doing some great work. If the economy and it had not been built up to the place where it was when uh, COVID hit, and all of these disasters out of this administration, we would have been even worse off. So now our votes do matter. And what we do in the primaries, it's funny that that leak was released during the primary, the beginning of the primary season, see? So what are we going to do? And if you're going to take something away from somebody and show people how bad it is, let's show how good God is and how good we can be. Yes, really great point. So, uh, Prior to you getting on, uh, uh, Father Pavone gave us an overview of the Justice Alito uh, opinion mm -hmm. in uh, in this case. And one of the things that he he lays out really, really well, I haven't had a chance to read it. I'm relying on uh, Father Pavone. Uh, so thank you for reading it. Is that uh, he, he Justice Alito uh, goes into the bad law of Roe v. Wade, how yes. it was decided and how it came across. And you have obviously great knowledge and experience. You, you made a movie that, uh, last time you were on my show, we, we <laughs> talked about the movie you made Roe v. Wade and you, you were also in it. And, uh, you, you talked the movie showed a lot of things in it that were obviously very concerning as far yes. as how the ruling came down. Yes. Uh, share just maybe a couple of things that, if someone were to watch that movie or read more about the case and certainly read the um, the Justice Alito opinion would find out about the bad law of Roe. Well, what we have, we did discover that two of the justices are during the 1973 decision of Roe v. Wade had family members that were intimately involved with Planned Parenthood. So their decisions were influenced, influenced and corrupted. Also, there was not the technology that we have today that totally reveals that the child in the womb is a person and has a full personality. So those are two points that uh, just need to be recognized that just shows that Roe is really bad law. And in pushing everything towards the mother, you deny the rights of humanity and human dignity to the child. And that's why we've always said you needed to see two patients. A doctor should see two patients, not just one. And so those are some of the points that uh, we have been pushing out. And uh, Justice Alito, of course, is very brilliant uh, in his uh, argument or his, you know, his presentation. I'm concerned about Roberts, Justice Roberts, as usual. But uh, I'm like, oh, my God. But he admits the legitimacy of the leak. And I said, my goodness, what are we really dealing with? So it's time for America to stand up now and go ahead. But over 71, over 70 percent of Americans do not believe in abortion from, conce uh, from conception 
until birth. They don't make, you know, just abortion on demand with no restrictions. America does not agree with that anymore. And I think that needs to be pointed out as well. Right. And Father Pavone, do you have anything to add to that as far as I, I was watching um, an interview you did earlier and you you talked about how Justice Alito really goes into the fact that, you know, when looking at a law like the case of abortion, it's not in the Constitution. There's nothing right. there. But you, you could judges in Supreme Court have come to decisions in regards to what was the law or what was the abiding uh, belief system. And, and he talks about how that the protection of life has been around for a very yes, long that's time. right. You have to look at the history and traditions of the country, and our country inherited the common law from England that protected life, that protected the unborn. And as the laws began to get codified in uh, in the 1800s, all sorts of, of of states began adopting strong protections for the unborn, not as new law, but as expressions of the existing understanding of what was the right thing to do. So when the other side tries to say, oh, there's a constitutional right to abortion, Justice Alito says in this opinion very, very strongly that the claim to a constitutional right to abortion in American law is to be found nowhere. He said there is nothing like that in our history until the time of Roe v. Wade. And and, and it's like, well, then how in the world can this be considered a, a, a constitutional right? It, it can't. And, and that's where he uh, he goes from there into a lot of other arguments why it is time for the court to make this reversal in its policy. Uh, so one last question before uh, we wrap up, wrap this up, is uh, what this what this looks like, this decision would put the issue of abortion into the states, into the hands of the states and then states like here in Ohio, where I could almost guarantee or it better happen where we outlaw it, outlaw it, as well as a number of other states. Um, so first question is, is that in fact that what will happen? And then the second question, well, yeah, the way, the way ask, to think of question. it uh, more than from federal to state is to think of it from courts to legislatures. Uh, and that, that will occur both on the federal and the state level. So in other words, the Congress, the U.S. Congress will be more empowered thanks to this decision, to pass laws protecting the unborn, and of course, all the states. And the states are going to break up basically 2020-10 or the, something close to that in terms of states that will right away start protecting the unborn pretty substantially. Other states that will, will want to, or many of them have, kept abortion legal even beyond the boundaries of Roe v. Wade. And then nine or 10 uh, sort of in the middle where you can make some good progress for the protection of the unborn, but, but more work will need to be done. So in other words, the issue has already been in the States. If it weren't already making progress in the States, we wouldn't have this case because as we know, it came out of Mississippi's very strong uh, pro-life law. Ohio has passed a lot of great pro-life laws. Really, it, most of the States have. And so what has happened, however, is that as the States pass these laws, um, the courts have put a roadblock in the way of their implementation. With that roadblock taken away, it's going to be like the opening of a dam and there's going to be a lot of good protection. Now, the other side is going to yell and scream and hoot and holler, now, oh, this court is taking away our right to abortion. No, 
the court is putting it back into the hands of the people to decide. So the supporters of abortion can no longer hide behind the robes of the justices. They're going to have to make their case to the American people. You think it's okay to tear babies apart, arms and legs and crush their heads? Uh, you think that's okay? You're free to make your case. In fact, the court is inviting you to make your case to your fellow citizens, to your lawmakers. And if you can persuade them that that's a good thing, well, they can still pass laws saying, okay, that's a good thing. Uh, so it's putting more power in the hands of the people, not less. And uh, it looks like, Dr. King, you jumped back on. Uh, so I want to ask both of you uh, my last question, and that is, as a, while I understand it's going to the states and going to the people, people could maybe there'll be initiatives on the ballot that people can vote on directly, or maybe it's a, a, a law or restrictions that are passed through a state's legislature. Uh, however, it gets done at a state level. The question is, is shouldn't we still affirm life at the federal level? In other words, if, you know, while, while I understand going back to the states, we know the states that are going to have full and complete abortion access from conception to, to birth and maybe even after birth, who knows, um, is that our next step is to go and say we need to codify the fact that life begins and in at conception all the way through birth so uh, yes absolutely in fact just today just a few hours ago i was on the phone with some of the, the key leaders in congress and uh remember roe, roe v wade blocked not only the states from from implementing these protective laws, but also the Congress. So now the Congress is going to be more free uh, if this draft opinion becomes the, the official decision to 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 protect these babies. And they are intent on doing so. So they're already figuring out, you know, how far do we want to go? We can immediately do some 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 things that enjoy very broad support, like, first of all, protecting babies who survive abortion. The Democrats don't even want that. Uh, and then protecting uh, babies from um, uh, for example, from um, uh, from from uh, late term abortion uh, when they can feel pain and so forth, uh, there are certain key measures that uh, they'll implement right away. And then step by step, what we have to ultimately do, as you said, is we have to codify in law the full protection of life. And ultimately, what we want to get to is the point where there's a constitutional amendment uh, that that says. When the Constitution talks about uh, people may not be deprived of life without due process of law, uh, when the Declaration of Independence talks about the right to life, all of this includes the unborn. We need a constitutional amendment that says the unborn are persons because that's the ultimate solution when you talk about public policy to make it stick permanently. Uh, and uh, and that's a goal, I believe, that we will obtain eventually. This a reversing of Roe v. Wade is a necessary step along that path, because, again, now the people can breathe more freely and debate this issue and put into place the policies they believe are best. I, I just want I agree with Father Frank, honestly, everything he just said. So we do one step at a time. You've got 14 to 17 states that will still support abortion uh, just rapidly so. But then you've got all the other states. And so if we can begin to strengthen all those states when everything is returned to the states, then we can see about a constitutional amendment. So I totally agree with that strategy. Uh, yeah, that's great. And, and, I, and that proves that elections have consequences. We need to get uh, strong 
Republican, pro-life, not Mitt Romney's in our U.S. Congress so that we could make a constitutional amendment or, and or at, at least pass laws um, at the federal level uh, protecting life. Um, and, 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 you know, Jerry, we should say the, the goal of a constitutional amendment is actually in the platform of the Republican mm-hmm. Party. It's yeah. right there in black and white. They said this is our ultimate goal. And it is also in the pastoral plan for pro-life activities published by the United States Catholic bishops. Uh, so this goal of a constitutional amendment, uh, it's uh, it's there yeah. for, for as a key uh, goal for the movement. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I know this was probably an extremely busy day for you with lots of demands and uh, you you both graciously agreed to come on my my little show, Two Giants in the Pro-Life Movement. No, three. There three. you go. <laughs> we count you as well. Thank you so much. But but uh, thank you to Father Frank Pavone and to Alveda King for joining Fides Podcast on a special episode live, live streamed on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And I'll also have recording out there on any podcast app of this in case you missed it. So thank you both for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, have a great night. No